everyone welcome back to another episode of those good old-fashioned values the first and hopefully the last family guy analysis podcast on the internet i am your host as always the lonely photon spencer joining me as always is ty aka at bobo underscore the underscore second on twitter hey and andy aka x underscore narco anon on twitter we're almost done folks yep we are we're in the home stretch of family guy and joining us is a special guest, uh, one of the best posters on Twitter. You've probably seen him in Negation Magazine uh, alongside me. It is Tariq. Tariq, oh, how are great, you doing? Great, great. Glad to be here. Um, so we, we're covering season 17. This is the second to last full season of Family Guy. Uh, we'll probably cover season 19's first half too, but this is the second to last full existing one. And it's Next pretty bad. Season, there were episodes of Family Guy that aired on network television after we recorded an episode of this very podcast. Wow. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. It's so bad, this is season it's 17. Really and uh, I'll spare you the song and dance. We all know that this is bad, but this is the I, I wanted to. That they've made so mm. far. Yeah, it's probably the worst one so far. But I want to ask Tarig the same question. Uh, that we ask everyone on the show. Tariq, what's your history with Family Guy? Uh, The same as most people's. You know, I watched it on Adult Swim occasionally, like every other kid, I guess, grew up during, like, the 2000s. Uh, Of course, I guess I found it, like, pretty funny and entertaining when I was in middle school, like literally everyone else. And as time went on, it kind of... I guess maintained like the same level of entertainment, but except I started enjoying it kind of post ironically. Right. So, uh, yeah, Mm. I mean, I don't think I've ever watched a full season all the way through, uh, but there are episodes (laughs) that I know very, very well uh, for better or for worse. That is something that we've, I think, uh, talked a lot about on this podcast is that kind of shift from like genuine enjoyment to the ironic enjoyment that everyone, I mean, everyone on here, but I think Spencer most especially. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just a shift um, in in the process. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just a shift from like genuine enjoyment to ironic enjoyment. I think after the level of enjoying it ironically, then there's like a level beyond that, you know, I guess you could call post ironic enjoyment where... You're, yeah, you you just put on, like, another layer of irony, and you're like, oh, this is fucking great, this is great, but not in the ironic way, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. No, no you, you... it doesn't make sense just because I've watched this season, but I, I support you. <laughs> yeah, you, you, the, the um, point is, is you need severe brain damage to enjoy Family Oh, of course. Guy. Yes. And we're, right. we're all lucky enough to have that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way now as the dissenting opinion. Sixteen was worse. Um, this is bad. Don't get me wrong. But sixteen, like this, never like sixteen pissed me off on multiple episodes. This kind of didn't. Like 
I was kind of numb through most of this season. I didn't enjoy any of it, really. Outside of a few moments. But, like... I, I mean, I like, this is probably a more consistently bad season. But the fact that, like, 16 has, like... Probably more bottom 20 Family Guy episodes than any other season of Family Guy in it. I think, I think hurt me no. more. Whereas this, it's just thoroughly... Unappealing all the way through, but nothing. Well, there, there I, are some really bad ones, but not at the 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 really bad. Their ones aren't quite as bad and aren't aren't as common. Um, I I will say there's nothing in the season that's quite as bad as the millennial episode last or, season or the Oscar episode. Um, right, yeah. but those are two bad episodes. This is a season packed full of just like bottom of the barrel stuff. Like there are yeah sure there are none that are like insultingly bad like that, but like. I would I could pick like five or six episodes out of this that I would put in my bottom twenty. This is, and I mean I whatever. There is there is a point where it's kind of like would you rather be shot or stabbed? Where it's like you know the the distinction isn't that big a deal. But like I I gave my TV the middle finger more times watching this than I have in the past sixteen seasons combined. There are just some jokes that like wow. re- really really got under my skin and and in a way that sixteen not only didn't but like i guess had the amb- ambition that i like respected it enough to not feel that way toward you know it's like th- i mean okay. this is like a not this is like a nothing season I- but also somehow like a season that is worse than you expect i i can definitely get that i understand that argument and i and like i i i can there's probably gonna be at least a few episodes in my bottom 20 there are things i hated about this season more but I, I guess the thing is, I measure Family Guy on, like, an emotional response of, like, highs and highs and lows and lows of, like, good seasons, how many laughs, and how, over like, the good seasons, it's how many episodes genuinely made me laugh, and how often did they make me laugh. Whereas this, this bad Family Guy kind of measure by how many episodes do I, do I walk away where I feel like my day is almost ruined? And there weren't as many in this season. Like, like, season 16 had, like, four, three or four episodes that could ruin someone's day. Just make you viscerally upset at what you just had to experience. Like, and, and I guess the fact that, like, I, I was just numb through all of this didn't make it quite as bad for me. But I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, again, I'm not saying this is good. And, and, like, maybe overall, but for me, like, like, 16 was just an evil season. Whereas this, it's just awful TV. I want to interject and ask Tarig, um, what did you think of this? Since, again, you didn't think it was good, but what's your specific reaction to this season well, of TV? the worst episodes or the worst bits were the ones where they tried to do, like, serious, incisive, like, South Park-style analysis of le- modern culture and social media and stuff. You know, like, in, uh... Mm episode 19 where they do this entire cloying bit you know social media am i right this is so crazy you know very very cliche it it was just not not enjoyable at all uh and then of course i guess some of the other episodes it's just the standard like family guy problem just this cobbled together like mess of like very very unfunny cutaway jokes and bits and stuff with some stuff that shines, at, but and most stuff that just doesn't work at all. So I I will say something 
kind of that I've had a realization about in terms of this watching this season and the last season, which is that like previously on the podcast, we described there as being sort of four eras of Family Guy. You got you got the pre-cancellation years, you got the early post-cancellation years, you got you got the 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 seasons with the new showrunners from like seasons eight to eleven roughly like that and then what we had the the what we thought was the last era which was like zombie simpsons of just moving forward but not like from post like 11 or whatever of just moving forward but not really having anything meaningful to say i've realized in watching these two seasons that maybe family guy is in a fifth era and maybe some modern like like postseason like 25 like simpsons is also kind of in this where it's it's not like zombie feels almost like you're watching a show be buried alive like it is it is you can see the ratings the ratings for this season and the last season fucking suck the best they could do was four million on a trump parody episode that's embarrassing yeah yeah, yeah they, they they got four million and then the next the episode after that was 1.8 million <laughs> they got Which, like to to be fair for them it's because they took a month break and people tend to fall off at, when it's not weekly like, but, that's fair yeah this is a season that is these are seasons of, of tv that are lashing out as a like a dying animal they know they're dying they know nobody cares about them and that they they are the fucking bad youtube compilation show but they can't stop. They have to present something. They have to do a full season of TV, and this is what you get. This is this is post zombie Family Guy. You know what I don't like about this season that I I think really just clicked with me is that th- this season even more than sixteen, it feels like they they think they're so clever. Oh, definitely. You know. Oh yeah, right? but you know what? Like, yeah. even, I mean, you could feel that in sixteen, but this is like the full episode where they're like, like, like the whole season. Uh, there are like ninety percent of the jokes you just look at, and it gives off this vibe of like, I'm smarter than you. And then you look at the joke, and it's like, what if a butt was weird? And it's like, are you delusional? Yeah. Like, are you, you know on what the drugs? Worst what is going are, on? Like when like, they try to feign some sort of self awareness. But you know they're not self-aware at all. Right. I mean, clearly they aren't. But the, the, they're supposed to be like, oh, haha, we can make fun of ourselves. We know this is bad and terrible and totally ridiculous. But they really don't it, think that, which is, I guess, the most infuriating aspect of those bits. Yeah, this is such a beaten horse, especially on, like, you know, left-leaning uh, media podcasts. But there is truly, like, a weedonification this season that it's like, like, like... More than the show has ever been. And, and also, like, hate on Whedon all you want, but, like, he's at least, like, kind of clever. And, like, like you know, his self-awareness is, like, you you can almost see it as a real thing. But this is, like, people are, like, copying someone who's copying Joss Whedon. See, I, I get why you make the Whedon comparison. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong. But it's probably not that, like... Because this feels too... Too old a man yelling at Cloud to be Whedon. Like, it feels like... And maybe it's because Whedon is an old man lang- yelling at Cloud now. I mean, you know, he's been cancelled, so I haven't really seen him in anything since fucking Justice League. But, you know, uh, like, th- this feels... I, I don't mean... I don't I don't mean it's, like, Whedon-esque in content. I mean, it's Whedon-esque in It's posture. very Deadpool. Yeah. It's Deadpool is the runoff of Joss Whedon. It's like Joss Whedon run through Reddit. And... Yeah. 
that this feels like Deadpool run through an Puns. aging man. Yeah. For me, the yeah. vibe is very much Whedon meets uh, the later seasons of South Park because it very much feels like they're trying to ape South Park's like edgy uh, like coverage of you know current events and current cultural phenomena. But. Not but it really. doesn't because it's not trying to parry it. It just mentions them. Like it just, it's like, and this is, I mean, this is a, whatever. People have lobbied this criticism at Family Guy for its entire runtime. But truly, this is, I think, the first time where it feels like it, the episode is truly just a Mad Lib of like whatever random thing that the writers think is popular at the moment. Like, because it really wasn't that for a long time. It was, like, stuff that they liked, like, f- 15 years ago. But now it really yeah. feels like they are trying to put their finger on the pulse and they are, like, poking someone yeah. in the stomach. You know, it's like, yeah, no, like they are so I far I think I only the made pulse. the South Park comparison because I, I feel like that's where they draw this need to always be current from. Maybe. So... I think I've sort of realized what the the real sort of modern comparison is. Family Guy has devolved so much in terms of its analysis, its pop culture reference, that it feels like a shitty political cartoon or like Doomsbury tier like humor. Like this is something that like the funny pages would reject. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And but, like we pointed yeah. this out on uh, the bonus episode with Emmett and Esther is that Family Guy used to stay in its lane of comfort zone. Like, it used to stay in its very specific niche of 80s things that McFarlane liked and, you know, all of this this very specific cultural milieu, you know what I want to say. Spencer? What? It's that everything else became Family Guy in terms of... Remember, remember how great the 1970s or late 70s to early 90s were like that's that's so much of media now like they can't do it because everything else has become family guy everything so we like, have become family guy destroyer of worlds yes mm. but yeah. literally though it's like so much like like the stuff that family guy was referencing in like 2006 how can you make us a, a, a joke, right? Like season six, whatever jokes after like Ready Player One has come out, and that's just culture now. Like, how can you do that? Yeah, no, it. I, I, I think there is a good point there that you know the back in the day, the stuff that Family Guy used to reference, it was kind of its own thing. Like, I mean, eighties nostalgia has been around for a while, but Family Guy had a very specific type of eighties nostalgia that's kind of been swallowed by culture as a whole now and somehow hasn't really left like we don't have 50s nostalgia anymore because it's not the 70s anymore but we still have 80s nostalgia for some reason something's frozen it's it's because and this is something i realized you know we talk about like uh you know people complaining about like reboots of franchises from those eras but the thing is those brands and franchises never really stopped that's the thing. A lot of the pop culture in the 50s stopped and then they had like a 20 year period later where they kind of brought it back and met it. Everything that like in the post blockbuster era has just kind of continued on. Like it's it's not like a like, you know, for example, not like Star Wars kind of stopped for a little bit, but it there wasn't even like a there was barely a full decade without a Star Wars movie. There was barely like was, a full decade and there was without EU a, stuff too of like yeah. yeah of like all of like the eighties like seventies and eighties sci fi franchises got like get like an installment like 
at least once a decade. Like, like so much of that stuff is just still here. It never went away. They just kept making sequels to it. You know, some like often it shifted around and stuff. But I think that's just it. Is we we're still in it. Like we're still in these franchises. We haven't really had like a new gap because because of the way blockbusters work. Uh, Tariq, do you have any thoughts on the sort of the way '80s nostalgia has just kind of stuck around for like forty years now? Uh, yeah. You know, it's you see it in basically everything obviously ready player one is sort of the embodiment of this it's very uh you know to be cliche oh let capitalist realism or whatever like we just can't escape from this and uh in a sense like the form of the sitcom parody is just an instantiation of this though i feel like family guys kind of moved away from its roots as a parody of sitcom tropes and stuff and now it's just like uh disgusting snl liberalism you know daily show era kind of chimera and i think that is also part of the thing is that like everything has devolved into family guy but family guy is still family guy so no one respects them that's also the thing is we're they're making the same jokes as everyone else on tv now but because they're family guy nobody laughs at them so they feel they also don't laugh at it because it's not funny like i well i yeah I, I cannot hit this point home enough. It's like none of they, they're still doing all the like similar reference stuff that like they built their brand on, but there's just, there's been a shift in the past couple seasons where they lost the spark. They, they do not know when to let a joke die. They, when they have a good joke, they don't know how to let it live. They just, they, none of the, none of the shit they do is funny anymore. Yeah. They lost the spark. I don't get it. Yeah. no, that, And it makes me the... so pissed off that we have to talk about this still because like, <laughs> This is just straight up not a good television. It's not even like an interesting television. It's just like a television show that I used to kind of like that now is like the same thing, but shitty. It's I don't it's want a, to talk about this. It's, it's yeah, no, just like <sighs> on a basic level, the construction, the timing, the pacing of jokes has gone down the drain on a pretty astonishing level because Family Guy, even when it was bad before, at least knew how to like construct and put together and yeah. like write a joke. Like they, even if the joke was bad, they knew like the rhythm and grammar of a joke, but it's not here anymore. There, There's none of that. Yeah. They do kind of like include a sort of critique of like their, you know, very canned cutaway jokes in their cutaway jokes themselves. But it all goes back to this yeah. feigned, like, inauthentic self-awareness that isn't self-awareness at all. It's it's a hollow, uh, Deadpool-esque self-awareness that isn't really self-awareness. Th- this whole yeah. thing just feels like these people's fucking Twitter feeds, which we mentioned last season, but now it's so, like, it feels like, no, you know what, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like they're Facebook walls. Like, I don't. It just feels like they're just saying shit that annoys them and then looking at you and being like, doesn't that annoy you, know you too? I, like, that's not a fucking joke. Well, I think I think that's <sighs> kind of what I was about to go into, Ty, of just like, well, you know what? Yeah, like, I, look, look at the credits for, like, the past, like, seven or eight seasons of Family Guy. All, mostly the same writers, a lot of the same staff, same producers. These are the people, These a yeah. lot of the higher-ups on Family Guy this is just their job now and what they do. Like, this is like, yeah. they don't need to work. Because this is just what they're going to do until they retire. 
It's what happened with The Simpsons, where, you know, once the dream team of Oakley and Weinstein left around season eight, uh, they were the showrunners. They handed duties over to Mike Scully. Now, Mike Scully wrote, or under his uh, guidance of The Simpsons, he was responsible for some of the worst episodes in the history of the show. Absolutely. Was but the there were some serious yeah. swings there, and it was someone trying to shake up the formula of a show that actually did need its formula shaken up because it was, uh, it was on a down, it was like gonna be on a downward trend regardless. But then Scully left, uh, and it got handed back over to Al Jean, who was a veteran writer of The Simpsons, and he was probably pretty burned off of like the critic failing and a bunch of other stuff, so it just became his job. And that Simpsons has that air from like season 14 onwards where like even when it's good, it feels like this is someone's job. They clock in, they write these episodes and they clock out. And when Family Guy was bad back in the day, like let's take a truly terrible episode from season 10, which might still be the worst season. Season 10, you know, the Jeffrey Fiekelman domestic abuse episode. That wasn't something you write when you're like clocking in and clocking out. That was a weird swing for the fences that whiffed terribly, but it 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 feels like a real thing. And yeah. Oh wait. This show Hold doesn't on. feel season ten tried. is the season yeah. with the fucking tea party episode, right? Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. The, the season ten is a legendary bad yeah. season. It uh. And the funny thing is, the tea party episode wasn't even one of the worst episodes of that season. Like I remember, we were like, "Yeah, this ain't that bad." Like, that's how bad season 10 is. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, yeah, I guess it just, yeah, this just feels like, it feels like they're obligated. It just, everything in here just feels like they, they I don't want to say they have a formula, but like, it feels like, I don't know. It just feels like they're rehashing the same types of jokes, but just plugging in a different name and, yeah. and just yeah. calling it a day. Yeah. It just, there it is, sucks. I hate watching it. I, There's, like, a specific, you know, like, set of episodes that they just keep doing over and over again. Like, oh, uh, what if we didn't hate Meg episode? Or, uh, oh, what if Stewie wasn't let evil baby episode? Like, there is yeah. the same episode throughout basically all of the seasons. Yeah. One last thing we I want to talk about before we get into the uh, episode analysis section is that... So, this this happened last season... But it, it, you really feel it here. Uh, they lost two of their biggest stars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carrie, Carrie, Fisher right, and they, Carrie Fisher and Adam West. Yeah, and they do, like, I mean, you know, good on them for respecting them. They do, like, three different memorials for each of them this season. It's really weird. Yeah. I I think that should have been their sign for to pack things in because, like, yeah. Carrie Fisher, it's kind of like uh, Doris Grau on The Simpsons where it's, like, a, it's a sad thing to be sure, but... You know, Carrie Fisher isn't, like, an essential part of the show's DNA, but Adam West is, like, this show's Phil Hartman at times. It's, it... He really is. Yeah. Yeah. Adam West, even in the bad seasons, was just a delight to watch. They... Yeah. They consistently knew how to write for him. There is not a single Adam West moment I can think off the top of my head that I do not at least like a little bit. That I am not just happy to see him be on screen. Yeah. No, he, he... you know, he genuinely seemed to love being on the show. He always put in his everything into the gags that they handed him. He was a truly great actor, 
And uh, it, it's, you know, it's sad to see him die. I mean, he was 88, so it wasn't like a huge surprise, but... It was yeah. not <laughs> unexpected. And then, I mean, and whatever, we can... I'm not going to take a whole lot of time talking about all their memorials, except for, like, I really think the only one that works is the Adam West Memorial at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I, re I think that the whole funeral thing with Carrie Fisher just comes off as kind of like... They didn't know how serious to be, and the st stupid shit with the ghosts is dumb. Um, but... Well, but it's still better than Star Wars, how Star Wars handled yeah. it. Sure, whatever. I, but... And then, even worse than that, like, they were like, oh, well, we can't just, you know, go on with... We, we can't go on without Peter having a boss, so why don't we, why don't we make truly, like, the worst late-game edition that a TV show has done in recent memory. These are memory the worst characters with, in all with, of Family Guy. Yeah, his his new duo of bosses, one of whom is played by a post-Breaking Bad Brian Cranston. Oh my god, I did not... I should have know that. that. Yep. Fuck. That, yep. that that's, hurts. That's yep. grim. That hurts. I also want to say that um, one of the few good things the show did this season that I, I didn't mind was... They they brought on Sam Elliott as a guest star, and Sam Elliott's a delight. And he's, he's, he's gonna be the mayor now, right? Yeah, I, I'm not. God, you know, that's so fucking stupid. If I had any investment yeah. in the show, I wouldn't be too upset. But that does feel like swapping. That does feel like the equivalent of this show swapping Troy McClure for Gill in The Simpsons. <laughs> um, but Sam Elliott also, does have he, fun. You know here. what? Sure, he has. Fun, but you know what else sucks about this season and. <laughs> This episode is just going to become us ranting about the season because it's a truly terrible season of television. They lean so heavily on like guest stars, but not even like they don't even build episodes like for the guest stars. They just like they have like an episode plot and then they shove the guest stars in, which they did a bit last season. But now it's like the only mode that they have for guest stars. Yeah, it's, it's the Simpsons it, mode. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, very dumb question. Because this used to be but... a great show for guest stars. like Or maybe not great, but it used to like at least know how to use guest stars. And now it's literally just like shoving them in wherever they fit. It's what? It sucks. It's it's truly sad to watch. What were you going to ask, Tariq? Very dumb question, but uh, Tony Robbins didn't actually voice Tony Robbins in the episode where he is the guest star. Did he? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think, think so. so, but let me look up. I, I don't think he would, but it would be kind of funny in its own way if but, he did. But, you know, I don't, I, I want to go back for a second, just because I, I want to say, I don't think we gave Bert and Sheila enough shit and expressed quite how awful we are, because we just said they were bad. Yeah. So, the gimmick is that, uh, they're Peter Griffin's new progressive interracial boss couple. Who finish each other's sentences and... And, and, you know, are, are just all around squeaky clean and very nice folks. And it's like, there's no character here. It's just gimmicks. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just upsetting. That's all it, it, it is. It is. These. Brian Cranston could have done anything he wanted to. So I'll, I'll say this um, in, in regards to Brian Cranston. 
Uh, I, I, I unfortunately uh, have not seen much Breaking Bad. I don't really, you know, I, I know it's, it's great. good. I know. He's a great actor. No, no. I, but where I'm going with this is, <laughs> I know he can be great on sit on on sitcoms because where I know him from is the dad from Malcolm, Malcolm in, the in the Middle. And that's where he's also great. So great. That's so good of comedic. He's the material. best part of that show. I don't know if I go that far, but he's him and really him good and uh, the him and the oldest brother are like the best parts of that show. He's so. He's one of the more talented and guys we have throw, running around right now. And they nope, throw it's John, him in. Tony Robbins is not in it. Yeah, that's no. what I yeah, It's John Wiener. Yeah. John Wiener. <laughs> uh, I, I recently saw uh, one of the Seinfeld episodes he was in, and that was also a pretty solid performance. I never saw him in Malcolm in the Middle, but I, I've never seen a bad performance from Brian Cranston. First. No, he's a he's a great act. I mean, he wasn't great in Godzilla, whatever. Yeah. but that was just a bad movie. No. Oh, I di- I didn't see the Godzilla with him in it. The uh, yeah, it's it's not a good movie. The worst but... Brian Cranston roles are the ones that could have been performed by anyone. His by anyone. His, yeah. His best strength, I think, is his range, and he when he doesn't get to utilize that range, he he can be kind of indistinct. And this. The fact that I didn't even know it was Brian Cranston was probably a probably a I bad mean, sign. He's yeah. just using his voice, so I, I feel stupid for not knowing that, but it's... God, fuck this show. Fuck these two. Let's just... Let's move on to the episodes, because we're just gonna yeah. be depressed if we sure. keep on with this. Alright, we'll be right back, folks. Throwing one carrot, taking up time. Filling up the day with nonsense. And we're back, folks. Uh, We're going deep on four episodes this time. Um getting to the point where they all just kind of blend together for me but we we selected four for deep analysis the first one was one of the ones our guest chose uh stand by meg plot of this one really briefly is uh stewie tries to help meg out because uh she She saved his life and Um, uh chris goes to a vocational school because he's failing out of regular school and it's full of italians and he ends up in the mob uh that's the plot real quick uh what made you want to choose this episode yeah you know it was just uh, well first of all the whole italian thing i mean i i feel like seth mcfarlane or just family guy generally has like a weird sort of fascination with like italian jokes i mean everyone loves a good italian hey. joke, right they're, they're but they're the best yeah yeah no i i feel like it's definitely a thing for seth mcfarlane and uh it, the italian the vocational school arc was definitely meant to be the less dominant arc and it was really just like a sort of series of like whatever italian jokes and bits like they wanted to work in and it, it was just very very i don't even know how to describe it very confusing uh and then there was some pretty uncomfortable bits not genuinely uncomfortable but like sort of infuriating uh where 
one of the early cutaway jokes. What what was it? Fucking like so. First of all, the beginning of the episode. Uh, the principal does this. You know, very very two thousands. Like oh, haha, Asians smart thing. And then there's just a little sort of uh specks of like uncomfortably canned like 2000s tier racial humor throughout but there's just a lot of aspects of this that kind of stuck out to me yeah yeah so i would like to say i am very easily amused by a good italian by italian jokes if you say gabagool in front of me in a fairly convincing accent i will probably chuckle the fact i didn't even get a grin out of this episode is fucking damning i will say I did like one joke in this episode. The the joke where Chris gets back into um, the, the the high school by uh, tricking uh, the, the picture. Yeah, that oh, was that, funny. That was yeah, cute. that was... Yeah. But, I you mean, know what? And I like I the amount of that effort is, they put into it. That is it. the only... Sorry, I, you go. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was good in that they put a lot of effort into it. I kind of like the amount of effort they put into recreating the aesthetic and it has one of the hallmarks of a good joke in that there is this sort of discontinuity between the tone of it and then the punchline. So that, that was solid, I suppose. Yeah. It is, I, I think it is the only running joke this season that actually should have been a running joke. It's because, I, especially because, yeah, they build up to it and then they, the the idea that like, oh, they revert to this, you know, joke that they did 15 minutes ago. Like, sure, that's funny. You caught me off guard. Like, but this season is filled with jokes where it's like they, they barely function as like one off jokes and then they bring them back like two or three times more in the episode. And it's like really like they just do not know when to kill a joke yeah. and this is the only one that they shouldn't have killed think... and it only works oh. because they do a really good job at recreating that scene from the godfather part 2 yeah exactly there's a lot of mob movie recreations in this did you it, did, they... did um did you get an emotional response at all like anything even the minorest from the the goodfellas reference i i was just like moderately annoyed i think because Goodfellas is one of the most easily parodied things in movie history. I mean, I love that movie, but parodying that movie is so fucking easy, and it's been done so many times. Like, Community did a great parody of it. Uh, American Dad did a parody of it in one of the recent seasons that we talked about. Uh, Family Guy did two this season. They had that spider bit, and that was also terrible. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, where they just have Peter killing the spider like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. It's weird. Yeah. I don't... I remember that bit. Oh, yeah, that... yeah, I remember the uh, cutaway joke I was trying to remember. So it was uh, about Lois not wanting to go to the you know birthday party or whatever because of the bitchy sitcom moms or whatever. And one of the lines was, oh, uh, I'm the black mom here. Because these sitcoms usually have unrealistic diversity. Something right. to that effect. Well, what the fuck right. does that mean? Unrealistic diversity? And I think they do a similar joke or similar jokes throughout this season. And it, it's it's very weird because obviously the tone of Family Guy is, you know, just smug, uh, like mid-2000s, like liberalism. But then they do these like weird kind of anti-SJW type 
bits or just sneak them in there, you know, it's a one-liner. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Well, this is something that we talked about in the the bonus episode that I just recorded with with a number of great guests, which is probably going to be out by the time this you're listening to this episode. So, you know, check out the Patreon. But um, where, where we, we tried to zero in on, like, the fact that truly the only way that these writers, like engage with pop culture anymore is either like they see it on the cover of a magazine or like like their window is like stuff their kids talk about that annoys them and it's like yeah like it's so every everything every time they mention pop culture which they do increasingly more and more in this season is like the, it, it's it's filtered through this weird lens of like my dumbass kid keeps talking about this shit and i hate t- hearing about it and it's like it colors it in such a weird fucking way yeah I, I mean, even in previous seasons, when we complained about it, there would, like, sometimes be, like, a germ of accuracy. Like, these guys have probably used an Uber before. These guys probably, they have wives. They they know what goes on on Pinterest, I guess. But, like, th- yeah, this season is very just, like, tilting at windmills. There's 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 not even, like, the kind of accuracy that you could even sometimes get with the really angry boomer jokes or the you know, kind of sharp bitterness. It's just very, it's all just like third hand anger of stuff that their nephews talked about two months ago. It's old man yells at cloud. Oh yeah. No, I just wanted to talk about what I think is the worst part of uh, episode six. Uh, The part where Stewie chokes on the singing grape and it cuts to a shot of his, you know, throat or trachea or whatever the fuck. And it's very, very gross and uncomfortable to watch the grape inside of his throat and he's choking on it and it's singing for some reason. That was just very confusing and also not pleasant to look at at all. I don't know why it was included or what role it played in the episode. I imagine the singing was meant to lighten up, you know, a sequence where a baby was choking. But it was very, very, I don't know. Speaking of, there are so many goddamn jokes about kids choking in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in episode three, they do this bit where Stewie and his new friend are choking on toys. And they're like, oh, let's choke on toys because we're babies and we enjoy choking on toys. And it's like, yeah, it shows them like graphically, like their faces turning blue and like them running out of breath. It's like, it's, it's. I mean, we, whatever, we have celebrated this show for, like, you know, sometimes going to pretty dark places that you wouldn't expect, but, like, this just feels gratuitous. Especially given that all of the other jokes are just not funny. I mean, I think as people more or less raised on the internet, we have a pretty high threshold for this shit. And I will say both of those scenes were pretty uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. Or at, at least out of place in something like Family Guy, I guess. That's maybe why they were so terrible to watch. Like, it's Family Guy, you know, very fucking dumb bullshit. And then all of a sudden, oh, uh, let's graphically depict kids choking for some reason. I'm surprised yeah, this it's... season has deleted scenes because I would swear every single episode is the first draft. Yeah. Yeah. No, and... Do we want to? Do we do you have anything yeah. where to we're say at like forty the, minutes? Do we make stuff? No. No, All it's right. stupid. Who gives a shit? All right, then. Con Aris. Uh, I mean, I will say they're kind of rehashing something they've done in other seasons. You know, what if Meg wasn't the butt of all the jokes, and then by the end, it's like actually Meg will be the butt of all the jokes. It's 
I guess it's like something that was pretty like funny or like novel to play with in the earlier seasons, but at this point it's just a thing they've done before. They're just uh, you know, phoning it in. Yeah. All right. Um let's do uh Con Eris next. Uh so the yeah. plot of this episode, time tested plot of Stewie and Brian trying to seduce a wealthy heiress so they can uh get her money and they, uh, they've been doing it for a bunch of them, but they find this extremely rich one with a comically long name. But then they have to compete with Quagmire when they realize she's running the same, um, he's up to the same stuff. And the other, the subplot is that Peter and Chris mow Herbert's lawn for him because Herbert thinks Peter is Chris's, like, friend or older brother rather than an adult. And Chris gets jealous of Peter's new relationship with Herbert. Yeah. I don't really give a shit about that B-plot. Uh, just, oh, for reference, this was my episode I brought in. I don't really give a shit about that B-plot, except that it's kind of funny that Herbert, despite living down the street from Peter for, like, what, 20 years, somehow still thinks he's a child because he's wearing also, a baseball I cap. I to say yeah. something kind of sp- more specific. Um the group joke is probably in like one of the top like 10 worst jokes in the whole fucking season. It's really bad, really stupid. Yeah. Me. No, and no Herbert stuff has been funny for at least like seven seasons. Yeah. Um, but this was truly grim. He's a very limited. Well, he's a very limited. Well, to drive from like, there's, I guess there's like a good amount of material you can get from this, like fussy old pedophile, but I'd yeah. give it like six seasons. You can have yeah. him be a tertiary character and have it be funny, but yeah. at this point... Does anyone else remember that time in the early 2010s when pedophilia and child rape was, like, super fucking funny for yeah. some reason? Yeah, you know, dead, all dead the YouTubers... jokes were, like, the currency of the lunch table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was like, oh, the man in the big white van. Yeah. You know, that was just yeah. half of the Smosh jokes and shit. Yeah, no, that, I... I remember just fucking watching Pedo Bear compilations on, like, the school computer. Oh, gosh. And they had that Oingo Boingo song playing. (laughs) Fuck you. Oh, oh, I love the dogs. I think that's most of my generation's first introduction to Oingo Boingo is having Pedo Bear Bear running around while little girls plays. I'm not wrong. I know you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) I uh, but so back to, cause we, I mean, we really got to keep this thing moving right like 45 minutes. Um, but no, the, the thing that really, um, I chose this episode because like I, there were legitimately like a lot of laughs, I think in the, in the con man plot, especially the, the long name thing, which I mean, your mileage may vary, but I thought it was in that Conway Twitty mold of like. Like, a joke where the joke is that they're testing the audience's patience that I think it cracks me the fuck up. But, um, so everything, like, everything that was funny in this episode, they stole from a different comedy. Like, like the premise they stole from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, that whole joke they stole from, from Monty Python. Like, like, really, the only funny things in this show anymore, except for, like, random sparks of inspiration, are just, like, when they do something that a different... (laughs) a different piece of media did better already. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, I forgot about that Monty Python thing, but yeah. And I also don't like the long name thing. I think because I had been exposed to it already because I, I think I was just like inebriated at a friend's house and they were watching family guy, funny moments on the TV. And I just emerged from the bathroom and they're just like, Spencer, what the fuck was this joke? This went on for like two minutes and they were just saying a name and then they pulled it up. It's funny. (laughs) 
I don't know. It wasn't my cup of tea. That's Margaret Woolworth, Carrington, Von Schumacher, Chanel, Astor, Livingston, Comte de Saint-Exupéry, Mountbatten, Windsor, Armani, Roosevelt, Von Trapp, Wickenham, Hearst, Montgomery, Rothschild, Johnson & Johnson, Twillsworth, Dolce Gabbana, Von Zweiger, Second Montgomery, De La Roche, Geico, Vanderbilt, Lannister, Van Buren, Butterworth, How I Met Your Mother, Wrigley, Louise, Dreyfus, Ludwig, Morgan, Stanley, Dumont, Lamborghini, Forbes, Higby, Winthrop, Chanel, Remy Martin, Fitzwilliam, Kennedy, Motel 6, Fairchild, Brooke Pritzker, Davenport, Von Stolen, Monty Python, Ellisworth, Aston Martin, Haverbrook, Ziff, Lauder, Hilton. DuPont, Kincaid, Winslow, Coors, Oviat, Marlboro, Pembroke, Huffington, Bush, Mellon, Sinclair, Mellencamp, Starbucks, Van Dyke, Third, Montgomery, Marriott, Barrington, Chadsworth, Big League, Chew, Chesterfield, Kensington, Booth, Bishop, Longbottom, Nottingham, Meisterberger, Burgermeister, Tudor, Habsburg, Rockefeller, Onassis. <gasps> My God! You mean the heir to the Woolworth, Carrington, Von Schumacher, Chanel, Astor, Livingston, Comte de Saint-Exupéry, Mountbatten, Windsor, Armani, Roosevelt, Von Trapp, Wickenham, Hearst, Montgomery, Rothschild, Johnson & Johnson, Twillsworth, Dolce Gabbana, Von Zweiger, Second Montgomery, De La Roche, Geico, Vanderbilt, Lannister, Van Buren, Butterworth, How I Met Your Mother, Wrigley, Louise, Dreyfus, Ludwig, Morgan, Stanley, Dumont, Lamborghini, Forbes, Higby, Winthrop, Chanel, Remy Martin, Fitzwilliam, Kennedy, Motel 6, Fairchild, Brooke, Pritzker, Davenport, Von Stolen, Monty Python, Ellisworth, Aston Martin, Haverbrook, Ziff, Lauder, Hilton, Dupont, Kincaid, Winslow, Coors, Oviatt, Marlboro, Pembroke, Huffington, Bush, Mellon, Sinclair, Mellencamp, Starbucks, Van Dyke, Third, Montgomery, Marriott, Barrington, Chadsworth, Big League, Chew, Chesterfield, Kensington, Booth, Bishop, Longbottom, Nottingham, Meisterberger, Burgermeister, Tudor, Habsburg, Rockefeller, Onassis, Fortune? Exactly. The ending sucks also, where they reveal that the wealthy old the heiress sucks. is just Meg all along. God, this... Even yeah. when they have like a good like premise, they can't do that right anymore. They don't know. They don't know when to cut it. Ma they don't know when to cut it loose. Meta yeah. jokes truly, about yeah. Meg has like you know it went from jokes about Meg to meta jokes about Meg. Well, I mean, they don't even have any jokes anymore. It's just oh shit, like nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah, just like shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Not you, Family Guy. On to hefty shit. Shut of up. Yeah, Hefty yeah, Shades of Grey. This was another gray. one uh, Tariq chose for us. Uh, what about this one? Yeah, well, so the whole subplot with Peter's hair turning white and stuff, uh, the lead up to that was very underwhelming and yeah. ridiculous. And ultimately, it's really just a handsome Squidward bit, you know, where by some freak accident, one of the most, like, ridiculous and memed on characters becomes uh i guess less ridiculous and of course oh, there's yeah. the whole thing about uh chris being a gooner you know and uh them uh, well stewie and brian trying to make him not a gooner for the entirety of the episode yeah. uh just a lot going on i say brian chris <laughs> is cooming all over the place <laughs> i yeah. I, no. Yeah. It's you know what I never would have thought yeah, to compare no, that that's, to that's, Handsome Squidward, but it's basically the same episode. Yeah. I wanted to say the one joke that did get me in this episode is when they finally wean Chris off porn, and he just has like the most depraved taste in sex ever. Like he's just like he's just <laughs> he's just looking at like they take him to like a Victoria's Secret or whatever, and he's just looking. He's like he's like Chris, if you're yeah. cured now, you should find these like nude uh you should find these like nude mannequins attractive yeah. and he's like not really except for the one that doesn't have a head and the one without arms <laughs> and the one that looks like she's crying for help that actually did kind of get me. <laughs> you know what this is so cheesy the part that got me in this episode was right at the end when he's like going on the date and they're like uh so do you think you're finally weaned off of porn he's like i thought i wasn't supposed to wean off yeah and it's such know, a stupid joke going back to me 
Going back to the point someone made about half of these jokes being old man uh, shouts at Cloud or just boomer shit. Uh, the point where Brian's like, oh, uh, back in my day, we used to jack off the porno mags. Uh, these will make you normal. Look at these porno mags. It's just, uh. I I do love yeah. hearing stories about like guys back in the 90s where they was just like, if you wanted to look at porn, you had to like spend nine hours on the computer downloading people a pixelated to, photo. If you, if you wanted to look at porn, you had to do like a whole Kelvin Hobbes expedition through the woods people to find went it. People to public yeah. movie theaters to jack off. That is the most disgusting, depraved shit. Yo. <laughs> well, in its own way, that's more depraved than just like looking at online porn. You know, because you're like you said, you're going to a right. public movie theater to consume pornographic material, or right. in the case of mags, you're buying physical material. You know, it's not this ephemeral thing like a, a tab on, on incognito mode or something. You yeah. have that in your house, under your bed. That's, to me, a lot more depraved in yeah. some ways. Yeah, no, it, there's, something, there's something wrong about how, like, guys in their 50s just having a stash of that stuff. <laughs> just like it's like i have a collection yeah. it's like they're it's like they're vinyl records except it's like playboy collection god they do a bit involving this in i think an earlier season where peter's like trying to return to his childhood home to find his old porno stash and he's like oh a boy's first porno stash is his most yep. important possession yeah they <laughs> that is certainly the first 10 minutes of an episode yeah. um yeah, otherwise, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, this, it's a bad episode. This episode is really only, this episode is really only uh, noticeable for the fact that it leads up to the Donald Trump episode. So I want to say episode. that the tie-in to the Trump yeah. episode is the laziest fucking so thing tenuous. Family Guy has ever done. Yeah. It is so It is literally like, just there. It's a handsome Squidward why bit. Do you, yeah. Why can't you just fucking make a, a like... You literally, I guess to, to get views, to be like, oh shit, the Trump episode next week. But you have commercials airing on TV. Like, just fucking make the Trump episode a standalone. Don't do this embarrassing shit. We're, we're, I think we're saving the Trump episode for a bonus, but uh, the, yeah. the best thing about the Trump episode is that Peter doesn't have gray hair anymore in that. <laughs> yeah. He just has round you know hair. What? That kind of makes it all right. It. It's honestly really fucking funny. That's probably the funniest thing all season now that I think about it. All right. Last one. You can't handle the booth. This was Ty's choice. Um, this is kind of a yeah. weird one. Uh, I mean, it is. But it's you know what? They, at least they're trying something. Yeah. Uh, basically, the plot is that they're the cast of Family Guy is doing... A, I mean, like, the cast, quote-unquote, like, the Griffin family in real life are doing a... DVD commentary of a fictional episode about, you know, all, all of them get smartphones and then they go to like, uh, you know, they go to like a, a Amish fair or whatever. And then, you know, Peter gets stuck in the stairs. But um, but playing in the like, that's basically a frame for in the background. They are like in the recording booth. Uh, Lois learns that Peter gets paid significantly more than her. And then, um, uh, you know, that he was married to actress Sarah Paulson. And then Sarah Paulson comes in because she starred in the episode and she Lois gets into a whole fight and, you know, everyone 
everyone is basically at each other's throats. And then uh, this is something that I actually thought Spencer might enjoy because not to not to spoil our outside the podcast projects, but uh, this was something that we were bandying about for a while. Um, Seth MacFarlane and the rest of the cast of Family Guy comes in and basically explains to the Griffins that none of them are real. They're all just cartoon characters, uh, which is such a... I mean, frankly, you know what? In the middle of this complete desert of of interest that is a season, I will take that because that is truly like an insane way to take this episode. Yeah, no, they. It is. It's, but like, it's a, yeah, it's not funny, but it's it's wild that someone could have. This hit on is that the only time this season that I felt any respect for what was going on. Like even when the season was funny sporadically, I didn't feel respect. But when they yeah pulled this. Like, they already have kind of a weird episode that's significantly more avant-garde than the average Family Guy fan is used to. Even more than Inside Family Guy from last season, which was still kind of experimental. And then they pull this, like, extra layer of meta-ness on top of it. I I respected, I I could respect that. I think that, like, an ideal 17th season of Family Guy is more shit like this, where they're just trying new things. And even if it's not good... You kind of respect it more than what if we weren't mean to Meg for twenty minutes. So I also want to want to point something out. I'm, I, you know, generally when the episodes up are up, I like to look at you know the 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 Family Guy wiki pages to kind of refresh myself and get like I I'm looking at like the first image for this episode. They do like a brief thing at the start of the episode where they do commentary before the intro plays. I'm pretty sure that is a title card made in Windows Movie Maker. I just want to point that out because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have seen a billion title cards in that on YouTube in like 2009 with Darude Sandstorm playing over it. Would not be surprised. I honestly, I don't have too much else to go on. I just, I, I, I respected the fact that they took a chance in this season, yeah. you know? And yeah. and again, they, I, you know, I think we, we mentioned it last season, but like these kind of meta episodes are usually the best. Like next season, Spencer, I know you've been talking up the, uh, the the family guy reboot episode and I, I like that episode too and it's good to do it like if they're gonna do at least four stock episodes at least they have a premise that's actually kind of fun still mm. sure also we forgot to mention that part of this is that chris might be uh philip seymour hoffman's son which is actually pretty funny <laughs> it's a good joke yeah, yeah. it's a good joke uh, Tariq, did you have any thoughts on this episode uh not really i didn't actually didn't watch this episode that's fair that's perfectly fair. Um, <laughs> awesome. And with that note, I think it's the perfect time to end this yeah. bummer of an episode. Yeah. We're almost done, though. Um, we're yeah, almost we're, done. Yeah. We're almost, we're almost out of the it. woods. We're almost through the gyre. Yeah, we've got one more complete season. we got a half season. And then we will have shaken we'll, off Family Guy for yeah. the time being. But Yeah, for, for the time being, because, you know. <laughs> Until we're not done with Family Guy until Family Guy is canceled. Yeah, Dad, Dad, and then. But at least, uh, at least then we won't have to. At least we will never again. Well, I'm not going to say that because we might have to do like commentary episode commentaries or some shit. But we'll we for a long ass time we will not have to watch Family Guy a full season of Family Guy week to week. Yeah, which will be nice. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this was this was this one seems like it might have been a chore to get through, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry the whole time. I'm sorry we had you. We brought you on for an episode that didn't make for great subject matter. Hopefully, we can have you on next time you come on. We got something better to work with. 
Yeah, no, Tariq, oh, thanks no, for coming I, on. I had fun, to be honest. That's yeah, good. that's the spirit. Yeah. That's the spirit. You were a fun guest, yeah. for sure. Uh, do you have anything <laughs> you want to plug? Uh, not really. Uh, oh, I recently published an article in Negation Magazine. You should check that out. And also become a Patreon subscriber for Negation. Cool new magazine. Yeah, that's how we get paid. So I'm also in that magazine. Yeah, that's how the that's how we get paid. But yeah, um, read uh, Tarig and my articles in Negation Magazine. His is really good. Uh, mine is really good. It's about like serious film criticism stuff. Uh, my more academic side outside of uh, so, Seth MacFarlane. So what you're saying is the exact opposite of what these people come to the podcast for. Yeah, uh, but if you're if you're interested in that, then check that out otherwise uh Tariq, thanks for coming on uh this was a it's a pleasure to have you during this dark dark era of the show and uh thank you so much for having me yeah and uh yeah all right bye everyone bye 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 We're good to go. We are uh, hot I'll start to off the episode. And one last time, it's Tarig, right? Andy, was that okay. your door in the background? Yeah, that was me. Okay, I just want to make sure. Cause Tarig, just try if you can avoid background noise. Just it, do it. I mean, it, don't like be anal about it, but just um, yeah, it just makes it easier for me to to edit. If you're you know you're at your audio doesn't have uh, like a door slam yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Was there any background okay. noise? No, no, oh, it was okay. coming from Andy's side. Uh, I was just, I'm making sure because I didn't, I didn't say anything about yeah. that before we started. And sure. Andy lives in the oldest house of all time. Yeah, Andy's <laughs> house right. is somehow haunted by like three different eras of ghosts. <laughs> all right. <laughs>